This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom and Mine, a podcast about maternal mental health, from conception to pregnancy and postpartum. Real stories from moms and family members who have made it from struggling to wellness, and interviews with experts and advocates who work for moms and families to get the help they need. We discuss very real struggles that can sometimes be hard to hear, but these are stories that need to be told so that moms and families can know that healing is possible. This podcast is meant to offer information and awareness and is not a replacement for treatment by a professional. Thank you for being with us today. This episode touches on topics that may be sensitive for some listeners. Welcome to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. I'm very happy to welcome Rachel Bowers to our program today. Rachel is a licensed independent social worker with a background in behavioral health counseling. She's also the co-founder of an online mentoring program for moms called Moms Mentoring Moms. She currently writes at fullmotherhood.com on emotional wellness for mothers. She lives in Melbourne, Australia with her husband and two-year-old son. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much Um, for having me. Absolutely. I'm delighted to have you, and I'd love to find out more about you and your story and what brought you to this work. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, So I had my son about two years ago. um, And even though I had been in behavioral health and I worked with uh, uh, teens and children and their families, um, I kind of had a new interest and respect for maternal mental health because of my own personal struggles after my son was born. So I have kind of been an anxious person most of my life. And uh, I even have these memories from when I was little. I remember I would go to bed at night and it's probably like I was like five or six and I put all of my stuffed animals on my bed uh, to Mm. sleep with me. And when I would wake up in the morning, some of them would be on the floor and I would just have this like intense anxiety, like, oh "Oh my gosh, what if some of them are mad at me now or they don't feel as loved because they fell on the floor. And so so it's so funny how when you you become more aware of your own uh, issues as an adult, you start to see the patterns you had as a child that you never really thought of before. So, right. um, so yeah, so I, I kind of struggled with anxiety on and off throughout my life, uh, particularly in graduate school. And that's when I actually started uh, my own counseling journey. Um, I've been in counseling several times uh, to help with uh, 
different points of my life where anxiety has become, you know, more of a struggle for me. Sure. And after having my son, um, I kind of experienced like a whole different level of it. It, it kind of changed mm-hmm. for me. Um, right. It wasn't as so much the panicky uh, feelings that I would get in graduate school about the stress or the grades or any of that. It was much more like, I, I don't, I feel so lost. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, am I causing harm to my son because I'm not sure what to do? Uh, and I think a lot of that really began with breastfeeding for me. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this in a lot of other moms uh, when I've ran support groups for mothers. Uh, breastfeeding seems to be one of the first decisions we make as a parent after birth. Um, right. You know, how are we going to nurture and feed our child or nourish and feed our child? So I tried, uh, I, I, I went into it with not a lot of expectations. I, I, at least I thought I didn't. I thought, you know, I'm going to try this and I'm going to hope it works out and we'll see. And sure. Uh, I started breastfeeding from the beginning, and at his three-week appointment, uh, he had not gained any weight after birth uh, at all. And I asked the doctor, I said, can you give me one more week to really try this, and I'll try different things, I'll try to keep it going. You know, I think for my son, he, he would fall asleep at the breast very easily, and I think that that was a major problem. So I worked all that week. Oh, I felt like all I was doing was breastfeeding that week. Right. And yeah. we went back for the fourth week and he hadn't gained anything. And the doctor mm-hmm. said, it's, it's time. We have to give him something else. He's not getting enough. And I remember being in that office and giving him his first bottle of formula. I mean, she wanted me to give it to him on the spot. And he, oh. he sucked it down. Like, I, I mean, he acted as if he hadn't really ate since birth. So at, I, I just remember that overwhelming guilt I felt in that moment of, oh my uh, gosh, like I haven't been nourishing you well. And I think that that kind of launched me into um, some guilt and then the anxiety about trying to get back to breastfeeding and trying to get it to work. So I kind of set mm-hmm. myself on this mission. I'm going to make this work and I'm going to eventually get them off of formula. And I think what I didn't really realize is that I was just setting myself for a very uphill battle. And, you know, I was, I was going to lactation consultants. I was taking, I think about 24 pills a day of herbal supplements that were supposed Mm -hmm. to, uh, to help me. And for any other moms out there that have struggled with breastfeeding, you might be, uh, uh, familiar with the herbal supplement fenugreek, but it makes you, Mm -hmm. it makes you smell like maple syrup. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody knows this. It's the most interesting Mm -hmm. thing. So my husband would lay in bed next to me and he'd be like, oh my God, I just want pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but I just really, I I just, I, it consumed me. And I remember going to my first mother's uh, group, uh, my mother's group that I joined and just so anxious about taking out that bottle of formula and feeling like all these moms are going to judge me. And then I, I, I met a friend who took out a bottle of formula and I just, you know, went over to her and I stood next to her and I was like, oh my God, I'm not the only one that, you know, and she was like, oh yeah, no, I, I just, I didn't want to breastfeed. So I didn't. And she just had all this confidence and didn't care about the judgment. I just thought, oh, I really need to get to that place where I feel the same way. So I, I decided at six months, uh, after just, I mean, he was pretty much just getting mostly formula, but I was still trying to fight this. 
of just mm-hmm. round the clock pumping and crying a lot during the day when I would only yeah. get those one one ounce out of a, out of pumping. Um, I just realized, I think I'm fighting this battle more for me and what it means to me and less for mm-hmm. what it means for my son. And that's when I kind of realized this is not, this is not the path for me right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I need to stop because I will be a better mother when I release the stress and, and stop putting this pressure and judgment on me. And I've, I've met a lot of women that have had the same journey. And uh, I think that, you know, we just need to start having different conversations about what it means to make decisions that are not only best for you as a mom, but what's best for your child as well. And I think what I realized in that moment was what I wanted for my son was not the best for him, that I had to redefine what was best for him, not based on my own values of of wanting breastfeeding to work, because I think what it was really about was me making me feel better. And he just needed nourishment. And he really didn't care whether or not he got the breast or formula. He just wanted to be full. So so I think that that really led me to having this um, appreciation for uh, the importance of maternal mental health. And and it led me to change directions in my profession um, and, and start, you know, trying to carve out that niche for myself as a therapist. Right. Wow. Um, so I do want to, I do want to get into that in, in just a minute um, into your profession. Um, but I have to say, you know, you're right. I, I've heard this, this kind of path and story from a lot of moms too. And I'm just so thankful that you're sharing it. And I really hope that our listeners can hear this um, you know, there's such debate out there, you know, the, the best, the breast is best and, and all of that stuff really adds to the pressure. Um, and I wonder how much the messaging from outside, um, contributed to your guilt. Yeah. And, and I think that that, I think that that did play a role. You know, I think I heard, I heard mom say, you know, uh, there really isn't sh- any reason that a woman shouldn't be able to breastfeed. And I remember going to a breastfeeding support group um, after I started supplementing. And uh, the lactation consultant, when I had told her that, that I had to start supplementing based on the recommendations from my doctor, said, oh, those doctors don't know what they're talking about. They just, they don't want liability. So they just, you know, make you, make you do this and make you nervous about it when really your baby's probably doing just fine. So I said, okay, well, why don't we weigh him after and we'll see how much he's getting. So I breastfed for, I think, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And after we put him on the scale, he had gained less than like one, I mean, not even an ounce. And wow. she looked at me and she goes, oh, maybe it's time that you supplement. <laughs> and I, <laughs> no. I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so, right. but I, th- so I think that, that there's always this initial judgment and emotional response to breastfeeding. I th- right there's a difference between educating people and shaming people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, also a difference, I think, in it, whether or not something might be the best. I think from the get-go as mothers, we have to understand that we're not always going to be able to give our kids the best. It's, it it right. can't raise a perfect child. But I think for moms, it's the first thing that they do. So they want it to be perfect. And when it's not, oh. their world comes crumbling down. That's how I felt, you know, right. happened to me. Uh. That's devastating. This podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top-ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted, 
The Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brainchild comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time, solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, wow. So... Um, thank you so much for sharing that. I, I know your your story and, and what you're sharing is going to be helpful to so many people. And it also sounds like in that moment, you were able to maybe educate the lactation consultant just <laughs> slightly that, you know, there are these other possibilities out there. Absolutely. And while she's probably doing the best that she can do there, you know, we can't have all of the information all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it sounds like you were also able to help her have another perspective about it. I hope so. I hope so. And I'm not saying that there are judgmental, you know, all lactation consultants are ju- judgmental. I think sure. it's just time to change that conversation. I went to a different support group, a lactation support group. And when I told the woman that I had been supplementing, she said, she just looked at me right in my eyes and she said, that's great. You're doing whatever you need to do to help keep you safe and healthy. And I just, it was like, in that moment, I felt like the light shone down upon me and I just felt at peace. So I think that, I think women, people that work with mothers and uh, uh, lactation consultants, doctors, nurses, I think um, they just have to remember the power of the the way that they deliver messages to women. Um, Absolutely. and, And the way in which you say things has such an impact on us because we're in such a vulnerable state at that point in our lives. So. Right. Right. Wow. So uh, obviously you went through a lot and uh, it was it was a difficult time. And, and it sounds like it also propelled you to change your career path slightly. Yes. Or a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, can you tell me more about that? Sure. So so part of um, I, I was working part time as a therapist after my son turned about six months. Um, but I was working again with children like I always have. Uh, and then an opportunity for my husband uh, came up to relocate to Australia for a year. And we decided, you know, when are, when are we going to get this opportunity to do something like this again in our lives? So we're just going to take it. 
So, right. you know, when I came here, I, I started feeling like, oh, okay, so I can't work. What am I going to do with my professional energies? And right, yeah. uh, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to just go into maternal mental health. I had been running some support groups for moms back home um, just as a volunteer thing. And so I decided to start uh, uh, earning my maternal mental health certification from Postpartum Support International and 2020 Mom. It's a collaboration between the two organizations. So I've been mm-hmm. doing that for the last couple of months. And I, I actually finish up that course, uh, I believe, this week. And Fantastic. have that. Yeah, so I'm very excited. Um, and then I started blogging about emotional wellness as a way to inspire other moms and to also kind of dig deeper into uh, the, the maternal mental health work um, and trying to be more of an advocate. And mm-hmm. uh, through that process, I had connected with another blogger uh, named Julia Henricks, who has a blog called Projects in Parenting. She has a guidance counseling background, and she was writing a, a lot of really interesting perspectives on parenting that really just I connected with. So we started mm-hmm. talking and, uh, you know, just messaging back and forth. And, and one day she calls me or she messages me. And she goes, can you call me? And I, I go, okay. Uh, so I call her up and she goes, I, I have this idea. What if we start an online mentoring program for moms? And I thought, well, that's an amazing idea. Yeah, right. So, so, so that's kind of led us to, to found the organization together. And I think it's, um, it's been such an amazing experience to try to build an organization from the ground up. And I've been so blessed to, uh, to experience uh, other mothers sharing their vulnerabilities with us and, and asking for help. Oh, that's amazing. So this is online and moms mentoring moms. Um, and I believe that can be found through the fullmotherhood.com website. Yes. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about how, how does moms mentoring moms program work? Sure. So what, what you do is if you go to fullmotherhood.com and, and click on the moms mentoring moms page, there'll be an application form that you can fill out as a mentee or a mentor. And, and we don't have any requirements when it comes to what it takes to be a mentee or a mentor. As long as you're a mom, and that means any kind of mom, if you're a stepmom, if you're a adoptive mom or a foster mom, um, it doesn't really matter what, what walk of motherhood you come from or what lifestyle you come from. We're, o- we're open for anybody that wants to either share their wisdom as a mentor or get support as a mentee. So after you fill out an application, um, within the next 30 days, we're, we're starting um, new cohorts every month. Uh, so in the next 30 days, you'll probably get an assignment um, for your mentee or mentor, depending on what you chose. And then you can start our 15-week program. So that involves, um, uh, we have a Facebook group that we disseminate the information, but we also have an email newsletter in case that you're, you're not on Facebook. And the curriculum involves different topics related to motherhood that will help guide your mentoring sessions. So hmm. some topics like self-care, overcoming disappointment, you know, which, we, which we've been kind of talking about today, uh, renegotiating the roles that you have in your life, uh, formulating a new identity as a mother, and uh, any type of marriage or relationship issues that come across uh, after becoming a mother. So those are some, some ideas about what our curriculum offers. And it comes with, uh, you know, an inspirational post and then some guided discussion questions that you and your mentor can talk about. So once, once each week for those 15 weeks, you meet online with your mentor and your mentee, and that's mm-hmm. done in any medium that you decide. Uh, so whether it's Skype, phone, 
uh, texting, Facebook messaging. It's whatever oh. the mentor or mentee decide. And we mm-hmm. just ask that they spend 30 minutes each week uh, talking about the curriculum, talking about their current struggles and, and gaining support from one another. Then um, the mentor and the mentee uh, go through the training part portion of the program? Uh, not the training. We, we offer a mentor training, and that's just um, giving mentors some information on what to do in certain oh. situations and, and listening. But in terms of the curriculum, yes, they kind of both go through it together, but the mentor has the role of kind of offering support to the mother. And, and uh, we pair mentees and mentors based on um, a set of, of areas of competence that the mentors feel that they have some wisdom and some experience in, and then the needs that the mentee has, uh, you know, that they identify in their application form. We also sometimes figure in some lifestyle factors. Uh, we have a lot of moms with multiples in our group right now, so we try to pair moms with multiples with other moms with multiples because we think that's a unique experience. Uh, or working moms, we try to pair together because we also think that's a unique experience that that is important to kind of have that shared connection. That is really great. Can you can you say a little bit more about the pairings? What other types of pairings? I think it would be useful for people to be able to see how it could be applicable to them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, so we have kind of a a special populations area on our application page that helps us understand if you have a unique uh, a unique perspective in your motherhood that that we would like you to find a mentor that shares that. So that could be a military mom, it could be an expatriate mom, kind of like myself, you're maybe in a foreign country raising your child Mm -hmm. and you're away from your support system. Um, LGBT moms, uh, we think that that's a very important population that we wanna make sure that they feel uh, at home and comfortable in our program and then also with their mentor. Um, And then also uh, moms with multiples, adoptive moms or foster moms. Um, and, you know, we also welcome young moms as well. So, uh, at this point we're only taking moms over the age of 18, but we also feel that if you had your child as a young, as a very young mom, that that's a unique experience as well, that you, we are also looking for mentors that share that same experience. That's fantastic. Uh, it's, that's such a great resource and, and a really, really good idea but also it sounds like you guys um, are giving them support throughout the process absolutely so how do you how do you interface with the program once people are uh, in the program so we share the curriculum content do a Facebook live video once a week and then we also if if you're in the Facebook group we have other things that we provide throughout the week so Q and A's or questions of the week um, other resources and articles that we think are helpful to moms so mm-hmm. our biggest role is kind of disseminating that information and giving you that support. And then on top of that, we're also there for any issues that arise in mentor-mentee relationships. Um, you know, if something were to come up and, and a mentor, you know, just can't complete the program with their mentee, we would obviously reassign. We're also there to give the mentor support. So if the mentors, um, you know, might not really be sure to how to help the mother or need some extra resources, we have a resources file full of uh, you know, postpartum uh, depression resources, resources for moms that might be struggling financially, resources for moms that might be suicidal or experiencing domestic violence. Um, we have those uh, also that we can provide the mentors and the mentees if, if they need some additional support. Um, and then I think, you know, we're just also there for the emotional support of the program. Um, if other moms mm-hmm. just need some help, they can use the Facebook group uh, for some extra support from the mothers or even just message myself or Julia uh, individually and we can help 
either point them in the right direction with resources or just um, add some extra support. Um, you guys have thought about so many different ways to support mothers who often feel isolated by their experience and, and just this whole list of, of categories and um, life situations where a mom could need some additional support. It's, it's a fantastic resource um, and a great way to be thinking about how to be offering support to, to match people with people who've had experience and can support them through this really challenging time. Absolutely. And I think what, what we're trying to do is we're trying to create some relationships that go beyond a normal mommy Facebook page. You know, what, right. what yeah. we really care about and what our vision and value is, is having authentic and intentional relationships among mothers. You know, if you're in a Facebook mommy group, you might post a question and you don't know who's going to reply and you don't know right. if they're going to be judgmental because they don't know you. And right. um, even though you might not meet your mentor ever in person, because we are an international program and we have mm -hmm. over 39 moms from, I think, about 15 U.S. states and three countries, um, nice. we, we, we just believe that there can be an authenticity in those online relationships when a person is, is taking on the commitment of being support for you, not just a passive commitment of maybe whenever I see you on Facebook, I'll message you but more of a, this is our 30 minutes. Uh, this is our dedicated 30 minutes each week to, to provide that extra support. And I wanted to add too, in terms of the special population, something that we're seeing from some, some of the mentees that I don't know if you've really thought about before is how, how many of these mops are saying, I'm really shy or I struggle with social anxiety and, and I, it's hard for me to get out. It's hard for me to meet new people. So this mm -hmm. provides a, an opportunity for people that struggle with in that area to get some support that isn't maybe as anxiety provoking as a face-to-face, -face, um, you know, mentor. Uh, it, it's it's an ability for them to have a little bit more control and a little bit more uh, of their own space and comfort, but still get support from some another mom. That is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's such a good. Thing for for the moms, I mean, I do hear a lot in my own work. The moms who don't want to be sharing their their stuff, they don't want to be in Facebook groups, they don't want to be in groups. Period. Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to find somebody who can identify with them on this really significant and, and potentially deep level is uh, can be could potentially be life changing for them. Yeah, I, um, I hope so. Wow. So no one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. 
For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. So you you mentioned that as one thing you're kind of finding out as the program is is getting going. Are there other things that you've you've seen or heard about happening through these relationships? Um, we're just starting. We just had our first week. Uh, we just launched yesterday with the first week for so our first fantastic starting. Yeah, thank you. Um, so we haven't seen the, the mentor-mentee relationships unfold yet, but we're going to definitely be very um, keen to uh, ask how the relationships are going and to make sure that we're fine-tuning the program as we go, what's working and what's not. Uh, but mm-hmm. I can say, you know, another thing that I've noticed from, um, and I just think that this is kind of interesting from a psychological perspective, um, I think that uh, we've, we've had a little bit of a struggle more with finding mentors than mentees. And mm-hmm. when we went into this, Julia and I thought, we're, we're going to have way more mentors than mentees. And I think we just kind of had that idea that people are people have more difficulties being vulnerable and asking for help rather than mm-hmm. stepping in and saying, I can help. But we found the exact opposite. And, and I think that that just speaks to mothers and how difficult mm-hmm. it is for is us for us to feel like we're experts or to feel that we have wisdom to share. I think when wow. you're a mom and you're not sure what you're doing, you feel, maybe I don't have anything to offer to this program or I, I'm not, I, I, I don't really know what I'm doing or I just yelled at my kids yesterday. I can't be a mentor. So we want to really wow. drive home the point that we're, we don't, we're not looking for the perfect mom because we know that doesn't exist. We're just looking for moms that feel like they've, they've gone through something. They have a story to share. They have some wisdom that they've experienced from their stories and they can offer that support. You don't have to have asked, you know, experienced uh, some specific struggles to be a mentor in our program. We're just asking for you to be there for another mom, to offer that support and to, and to listen. So we want to make sure that uh, when we're looking for mentors that they understand that, that we're not we're looking for mom experts. We're just looking for moms that just want to listen and give some support. That, I, I think that's a fantastic point um, that um, you hit the nail on the head. I think, right, uh, we don't feel, if we don't feel like we're the perfect mom, um, you know, a lot of us feel like, well, either we're a bad mom or we're just not good enough. So how, how can I be helping other people? But that is such a powerful point um, just for moms in general, but also to be able to help other moms, right? Yes. Um so you're really just looking for people who can be real, who feel like they can be supportive, but mm-hmm. but not necessarily be an expert. Yeah, absolutely. We're not looking for moms to know exactly what to do or say. And and hopefully our curriculum provides that extra guidance um, if you feel that you need something to refer back to in your mentoring sessions. We're just looking for moms to listen because I think a lot of us just, I mean, I think the most powerful thing for me when I was going through all of those breastfeeding issues was just finding somebody that understood and, and right. finding somebody 
that never judged me whether or not they breastfeed or formula fed, that they just didn't pass that judgment on to me and, and, and made me feel less alone. You know, I made a couple of friends in my mom's group that were, for, that were breastfeeders, but the, the, the acceptance they showed me and how they would just say, I'm just so sorry you're going through this, Rachel. You know, I, you're being so hard on yourself and you're such a great mom. Just hearing those things, is, it made all the difference for me. And, that, and that's what, that's all you need to know, you know, when you're a mentor is just, it's just listen and just provide that extra support and just that, that, that caring nature. We all have something to give. Absolutely. And, and this kind of, you know, this is a different way that you guys have, have come up with around building um, a support system and building community is really, you know, on some level, the, the kind of village mentality of mm-hmm. just at some point in time, somebody would guide us through this whether it was our, our, you know, in the past, whether it was our own mothers or the matriarch of our, you know, community or our grandmother or something. And a lot of us these days are isolated and don't have that immediate support um, or don't have someone to just bounce ideas off of or just speak our mind to. Also, I imagine this being really useful for the population of folks who need the support but can't afford therapy or aren't don't have you know, don't have insurance at the moment or, or anything like that. Can, can you speak to any of that, like the accessibility of the program? Yeah, yes, it's completely free. Uh, there's no, you know, we're not soliciting anything through this program. Um, we're currently using our blog pages to host our curriculum, but the only reason we're doing that is because we have to uh, get the resources together to create our own website first. We, we wanted to get this program mm-hmm. started as soon as we can, so we hope that in the, in the near future we will have our own website launched. Yes, so it's completely free, and I mean, all you need is an internet connection and an email address, and and that's pretty much all that we're asking to have. You know, we're not, uh, our service is not intended to be offered in place of of counseling, uh, and and we will do the best we can to uh, provide resources and referrals for mothers that we feel might might benefit from from counseling, and we'll, we'll do everything we can to help facilitate that for the moms that identify that need during our program. Um, right. But I do think, yes, it's, it's a great thing for, um, for moms also, you know, moms that don't have accessibility to that type of service. And then also maybe for moms that, uh, you know, maybe would be too vulnerable or feel too vulnerable to do that face-to-face with somebody or to, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of people that don't go to counseling because they just they don't want to tell their husband they're going to counseling or they don't want to tell their family that they're going to counseling. And right. Sometimes what I hope this program is, is that for the moms that do have more of those serious maternal mental health struggles, that maybe this program is the first step of recognizing their need for help. Maybe it's the Uh first step that launches them to go and get that extra professional support. Wow. I, you know, this fills such a gap and such a need. And I'm, I'm so excited about the project and the program that you've developed. I really am happy to, to hear more about it and to be able to share it with a lot of people um, who can then share it with somebody else, you know, the, those people who need the support and need the, the um, encouragement of somebody else who's been through it. It's just, you can't just randomly ask people on the street. No. <laughs> no. That, that kind of support. No, so, you can't, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no. So um, this is fantastic. What I'd like to do also is to just point people to all of the, the places that they can connect with you guys on social media and on your website. So you're at fullmotherhood.com, F-U-L-L-M-O-T-H-E-R-H-O-O-D, 
www.thepeakshow.com. And where um, where can people find you on social media? Um, so we actually have our own Facebook group for Moms Mentoring Moms. So if you go into Facebook and search Moms Mentoring Moms, there should be a closed group. So if you mm-hmm. just request, um, you can you know request to be in our group. You don't have to necessarily at this point have filled out the application for a mentor or mentee. Um, we have some, uh, also for professionals, we do have some professionals that are in our group that might chime in with some extra resources at some point too. So you can sure. join us on Facebook or um, you can go also access my Facebook page for my blog. Uh, just search Full Motherhood or Facebook.com slash Full Motherhood. Great. Well, I, again, thank you for being with us today and sharing all this fantastic information. This is such a great resource and I'm so happy to be able to tell all of the listeners about the work that you're doing and how you guys are filling this gap and this need for moms to get that one-on-one support. Um, I really, really thank you for your time, Rachel. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. By joining us today and listening, you're a part of the growing community of people who are aware and concerned for mothers and families during this beautiful and sometimes very difficult time of life. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this free podcast so that Mom in Mind can be found by moms, families, and providers who will benefit from hearing our talks. If you or someone you know is having a hard time, help is available. Please look for resources for help at momandmind.com where you will also find links and information from today's episode. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Mom and Mind community. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.